This podcast was created to educate listeners on the experiences of diverse individuals. However, all opinions expressed by the host or guests do not reflect the overall standing of Tarleton Radio or Tarleton State University. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Making Space, a Diversity Dialogue. I'm your host, Cole, and this is a bi-weekly podcast where together we'll have questions answered about socially sensitive topics while learning how to create lasting relationships with diverse people. If you haven't already, I definitely recommend going back and listening to the first part in this series all about Native Americans and Indigenous peoples. This episode, we've got another Tarleton student joining me, also uh, who has also worked with the Office of Diversity and Inclusion and International Programs, Kaylee Sixkiller. And she brings a little bit of a different perspective as she was adopted into the Cherokee heritage and culture. Um, will you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah, so uh, I'm a senior here at Tarleton. I'm a, a history major with... Uh, also working with education, so I want okay. to be a high school history teacher. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so when I was five, my mom remarried, and she happened to remarry a Cherokee man. All <laughs> and, right. Okay. Um, I didn't have a relationship with my biological uh, dad, and so when she remarried, I almost I think even before they got married, I asked him if I could call him dad, mm-hmm. and he was one hundred percent my dad, and he has been my dad my entire life, and so. When I was in my early teens, I asked him to adopt me, mm-hmm. and uh, you know we went through the legal process of changing my name. But yeah. adoption's expensive, and it, it uh, really is. It, it really is. It really only counts good before you turn eighteen. As like, okay, this is your legal parent, and they've right, and that doesn't yeah. mean they're not your parent anymore. Exactly, yeah. and that <laughs> something in the eyes of the government, they're just like, okay, you're you don't need parents anymore when you're eighteen. Well, that's not true. Yeah, and I mean, I'd spent up until that point, because um, my biological dad lost parental rights when I was three, so I just mm. didn't have a legal father <laughs> most yeah, of my life, yeah. and so I was just used to that as my experience. And um, but I usually explain it to people if if I really get into it. Um, the the irony there is that usually when I'm around my dad, a lot of the time people will say like, "Oh yeah, you look Native American, or you two look alike," and I'm like. <laughs> That's okay. fascinating that you're able to see what genetics didn't do. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, that, I, I will say people have a way of sticking their foot in their mouth that way. Yeah. But um, usually it's just funny. But I, I, I just explain it as, yeah, I'm adopted by my stepdad and mm-hmm. um, he's Cherokee. And so he's passed down that culture to me. And um, Would being, you say that you, you feel like you are definitely aware and definitely a part of that culture and heritage? And how do you go about that being adopted? So as a kid, there was a little bit of, um, you know, because I went by the last name Six Killer, which is very obviously not yes. white. Yes, yes, um, for sure. And and later on, I can tell the story behind that last name, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went by Six Killer before it was legally my last name. And so there okay. was sometimes comments made by people when, you know, my biological dad's name would come out and they'd be like, Oh, you lied. And I'm like, no, <laughs> yeah, you're just stupid. Um, <laughs> it was always, it was always the idiot boy in the back of the room. In yeah. Class, so. the, the one who has a big mouth. Yes, yeah. for sure. That doesn't quite understand uh, the rules yet. There's more nuance to life than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, 
so it was just, you know, my grandparents live in Tulsa, Oklahoma, so they're um, okay. in the nation. They have the license plate and everything, um, which people don't think about at all. But, like, if you go up to Oklahoma, mm-hmm. you can always tell what tribe someone's part of because they'll have okay. the license plate from that tribe. So you don't just oh, see, wow. you don't just see Oklahoma. You'll see um, Choctaw and Cherokee. And um, we lived in the Chickasaw Nation um, when I was little. And um, even within the northeastern Oklahoma, you'll see Cherokee Nation, which is what my family's a mm-hmm. member, uh, you know, citizens of. But um, you also have the United Ketua Band of Cherokee Indians. And then out um, back east, you have the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians. Okay. So there's three tribes. Um, so now you mentioned kind of nations. And this is something we went over a little bit in the last episode. But can you kind of explain again the difference between nation and is it like a reservation or are they separate? Are they something that's used interchangeably? The last episode, we kind of had a different perspective where they were separate, complete entities. And I didn't know what was kind of the um, Cherokee end of that. (laughs) That's Yeah, no, no. So we kind of view it as like we're all Cherokees. We're all part of that tribe Mm -hmm. but then we have our specific nations within that um the nation is more of a like political entity than okay a actual allotment of land okay yeah okay um definitely not a reservation that's okay a point of contention actually um because, you know, we're like, we don't live in reservations. We live in a nation mm-hmm. and we can choose to leave if we want. And plenty of us do. And there's actually quite a bit of political drama between at-large citizens. So people who live outside of the nation and those who live in. But um, okay. but there's, there is this kind of view, at least among the Cherokees that I've interacted with. Of course, yes. No, I, definitely speak to what you feel you can speak to. Um is like we're there there's kind of this unspoken we're better because we live in Oklahoma and we live in nations mm. we don't live on reservations we're not those I see native americans so there's there's some sort of like a little bit of class tension there absolutely cuz okay. we you know we you know the 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 trail of tears or the removal as we tend mm. to call it happened in the 1830s yeah. And, and you know, we're, we're shoved into Oklahoma, and no one wants to live there for a very long time, and that's great. I personally don't want to live in Oklahoma right now. So, you know, it's... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're in Texas right now. Yeah. So. Um, but I... It, we we kind of watched what was happening with the, the Indian Wars in the 1870s as, like, that's not us, even mm-hmm. though nowadays Native Americans are always grouped together. That That does seem to be the case, even though there's... I don't have the number on it, but it's in in many hundreds of mm-hmm. different federally um, recognized tribes. Yeah. Yes, yes, and it's we, we definitely kind of have this like, oh well, we're not we're not those that like fought everyone. We just kind of you know we moved and okay. we try to make the best of it and have been very successful. I think you know as far mm-hmm. as but the nation exists. We have our tribal council. We have um, our current chief is Chief Hoskins. Okay. My personal favorite was Wilma Mankiller, who was our first female chief. Um, that was the, I think, 80s or 90s was when she was. Okay. Um, but she was really big into AIMS, the American Indian Movement. Um, mm-hmm. And all the Occup- Occupy Alcatraz thing that happened in the 60s. She was big into that. And 
she was really good for the nation, I think. But. If this doesn't seem too insensitive, I really have no idea about this sort of thing. Um, it, are your particular nation's chiefs elected or are they chosen by the council? Or? Yeah, so there, so our tribal council, it's very much similar to the American government. Okay. Um, so we have our constitution. We, I cannot for the life of me remember how many are on the tribal council. Um, there's a certain, so for each of the districts within the nation, there's a, an elected representative. Okay. Um, and that's a tribal council member. And then I, three or four maybe for at-large citizens are elected. Um, and so the citizens that don't live within the nation. Mm-hmm. So like my family lives in Texas, so we're at-large. And okay. um, for a while, <laughs> and this is funny, just the way the boundaries are drawn, my grandparents lived um, in another part of Tulsa and they were actually at-large citizens. Oh, just because they were slightly outside. They were slightly outside. All yeah, right. Tulsa split between um, the creek nation uh the muskogee creek nation and the cherokee and so then there's a few you know so the tribal councils are elected representatives and then we vote on the um the chief and assistant chief i'm i know there's there's two of them okay um but our current is chief hoskins i think he's better than our last one but okay all right you know but there's um it's a whole big to-do in the Cherokee Phoenix, which is our newspaper, that mm-hmm. um, no matter where you are in the world, they will send you a copy of the Cherokee wow, Phoenix. That's really amazing. Uh-huh. And that gives you all of what's going on in Tahlequah, which is our capital, and um, within the nation, that gives you a rundown of all the candidates. When it's election season, it mm-hmm. gives you the rundown of all the candidates and everything. And then they also have quite a few articles that will be just written in Cherokee mm-hmm. for Cherokee speakers. Wow. That that's cool. Is so is that something <laughs> this is purely my curiosity, I'm sorry. Um, but is is election season the same as the United States? So my or... family is never in the nation when elections are going on. Okay. Um and it, you have to be in the nation to No, my dad oh, okay. can vote okay. via you know mail in, basically. Oh. <laughs> um, which is like, oh, no. like no mail in back. I, I kind of brought that up <laughs> and I was like, you know, it's it's just what we do for the chief. And my dad's like, Yeah, but that's not as important. <laughs> okay. Cause, cause the, the chief is um important for us Cherokees, but uh you know, and we have our own police force and we have our own government and they make okay. housing, um, you know, there's housing and we have um hospitals and then obviously the casinos um that are all kind of managed by the nation but mm-hmm. there's it's it's really kind of you kind of have to treat it almost like a like a really big local government okay rather than how we think of like the America. united states as yeah. a nation mm-hmm. right okay okay cuz we're we still have to follow the laws of the united states and right we still have to um do you know if your chief works closely with, like, the United States higher government? or So we do, and this is, I, I could be totally wrong about who our representative is. I know, you're not, you're not like a political person. I'm sorry, I'm just <laughs> No, just it's curious. okay, it's okay. Um, there is, we do have a representative to the U.S. government. Um, I do believe that that's a kind of like an ambassadorship and it's just, mm, it's, it's, I see. it's given. I don't believe she's elected um chosen by the chief perhaps 
Yeah, okay. or the tribal council. I, I cannot remember her first name, but I know she's um, from the Tihi family, okay. which I've always found so interesting that they didn't translate their name because that's just killer. Um, <laughs> there's like the rest of it, like all the rest of us translated our name, but I guess y'all didn't <laughs> I, decide you know. to. So. Okay. And how are you able to participate in certain things like that? I know maybe you can't participate in the government aspect, but I don't know, maybe can you? I, I mean, adopted? I tell my dad who to vote for, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one who pays attention. I tell my dad who to vote for, and then he tells his parents. So that's kind of Okay, okay. That. Um but I, um, so we have our national holiday every Labor Day weekend, mm-hmm. um, and that's in Tahlequah. And it's, I mean, if you think about maybe kind of your stereotypes behind, um, like a powwow is kind of mm-hmm. part of it. But um, that's where we have like our state of the nation address that our chief gives, okay. um, a whole ton of speeches. Um, the Cherokee National Youth Choir will sing. Oh, wow. Um, you big big stickball tournament um which is <laughs> kind of like lacrosse that's our 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 big sport Equivalent. okay um all right so it's just kind of like a weekend of all of the cherokees all over come together wow. who are in the nation who descend upon telequal and and take part that's so really cool. that is really cool so that's part of it um it, i participate on facebook and i try mm-hmm. to learn language um Cherokee Nation is really doing a huge push right now to to revitalize the language. So, I would that is interesting because I I have a personal friend who is indigenous and they are definitely very of course very secretive with their language because it's very um, important to them and they We're not like they, that at all. <laughs> <laughs> they they. They feel as if, like, they maybe not, won't even, if they ever ever have children, they maybe won't even, um, like, teach them that language because it just, but that's, that's interesting that I like to hear what other Indigenous and Native American folks feel about their language and. Yeah, I mean, we, we're very, very proud of our written language, which mm-hmm. is um, created by Sequoia, um. And, you know, we were the only tribe that has their own alphabet and with okay. syllabary. But um, so it's it's very we're very proud of our language, written language. Um, it's incredibly hard to learn, <laughs> having been trying for the last few years. Yeah. Um, Is that something you would share with um, people who are not Cherokee? Yeah, for sure. Um, my brother went away to um summer camp and I had some fabric markers and he had a white pillowcase and he was like can you write my name on here so like no one steals my pillow and so it really I wrote his name in Cherokee on there okay um and you know I put how to say it down at the bottom so if anyone asks you know I I didn't just put the Cherokee letters and be like all right have fun you know (laughs) yeah um but yeah no we're we're very big if you go into the nation all of our street signs have the language on them okay um Handicap signs will have the language on them, and like all of the oh, buildings wow. that are government related have it. So we're there's a huge of you know we're a we're a bilingual nation, and we're trying to make that the way. Okay, that's really cool. Um, so yeah, going back to what you even said about Labor Day weekend, and you're going to have uh, your celebration. Do you ever have any issues, like or conflicts between your culture or heritage and being? 
at Tarleton, which is a predominantly European <laughs> um, and white school. My my biggest challenge is Tulsa is just really far away for a drive. Oh uh, yeah. Um, and it's always hot that weekend, and then you know COVID has been a thing. So of like course. our our national holiday was online this year, which is um, really yeah. kind of weird. But um, no, I I. I'm so used to, because even when I lived in Oklahoma, we lived in the Chickasaw Nation, so I wasn't even within, but definitely up there, no one batted an eye that my last name was Six Killer. Okay. And so that was my first four years that I was using that last name. I was amongst people who were like, okay, whatever, that's, that's whatever. Normal. That's normal. Okay. We don't care. Um, you know, everyone's Indian here. <laughs> it was kind of the, the sentiment okay, in Oklahoma. All right. Um, and then I'm moving to Texas was... You know, even though I was born here and I lived here for five years before I moved to Oklahoma, I came back to Texas with this, like, almost new identity, mm-hmm. um, you know, through, through your this father. added family, mm-hmm. you know. And it was it was definitely weird because all of a sudden people did care about my last name. And, you know, mm-hmm. most of the time it's always, that's so cool. Or, oh, did you kill six people? And, mm. and all of that. And I really didn't, I don't get anything from Tarleton per se, but I did have Kahoot censor my last name. Really? Yeah. Because it said killer in it? Mm-hmm. Wow. And when I emailed him about it, they were like, just use a different name. And I was like, number one, my professor's telling me to use my first and last name. Mm-hmm. And number two, I'm assuming you're white and you're telling a Native American person to change their name. There's a lot of history to yeah, that, that statement. Yeah, that's just really rough right there. So, No, that's you should definitely be more, a little bit more accepting and accessible um, in that, in that I w- instance. I will say that uh, I had a similar situation with Quizlet trying to censor my name. And when I explained really? it, they completely were like, oh, my gosh, of course, that's your last name. We'll just change that for you. Don't worry. Okay. You're approved. So two different companies, Kahoot continued. And, like, I still mm-hmm. can't use my last name on Kahoot. Whereas Quizlet was like, yeah, sure, that's good. You're good to go. Okay. The, so. Yeah, definitely different <laughs> perspectives on that for sure. Um. I, this is something I wanted to get into, especially because it seems as if Cherokee is very um, popularized, especially in the media. And, uh, of course, like when you think about old TV shows and, and movies and such, how would you kind of describe indigenous people and Native Americans relationship with the media? You know, it's always funny because even though I'm you know, Native American, my brother's Native American, mm-hmm. and he looks very, you know, and so do my grandparents. It's, they never saw themselves on TV. That was never, you know, we don't wear headdresses. Um, mm-hmm. Our yeah, Something was talked about last, last time, too. Yeah, our traditional clothing is, uh, looks more like, at least for women, it looks more like a prairie dress. I know that's, that's it's, it's called a, um, a tear or tear, depending on who you're talking to dress. Okay. Um, but it looks more like something out of Little House on the Prairie, <laughs> but like what the Ingles would have worn, not what okay. some tribe would have worn. Right, right. Um, we we don't we don't we look different, but we don't look very native as far as traditional dress goes. Um, and you know, we, we were never the the headdresses and all of that mm-hmm. type of thing. Um, so it's you know when I see them on the media, it's like oh yeah, that's another tribe. I don't even like think about it as representing me because it's right. just so far removed from the reality of most of the Oklahoma tribes that it's just that's the Plains Indians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So uh, 
In your family, whether looking at the media or not, do you feel like there's a, a conflict between like what you're seeing as representative of you or representative of Native Americans and Indigenous people as a whole as being like, is it negative? Do y'all talk about it? Or um, is it just, no, you know, we just kind of push it away? One of the, the interesting things and. In, again, I don't know the science behind this at all, um, is that natives are always portrayed as being drunks and, like, super mm. prone to alcoholism. Yeah, that that's true. That, that's true. I definitely have seen that kind of stuff. And a side effect of that is my dad won't touch hard liquor. Really? Mm-mm. Mm. He, he'll drink beer like any of them, but <laughs> um, he and his friends may or may not have wiped out the local bar that they go to a beer. <laughs> A couple of Thanksgivings ago, but um, but he won't charge hard liquor because he's he's got that idea of Native Americans are you know and I I don't know the science behind it so I can't say whether he's right or not but mm-hmm. um, I would say there's this kind of idea that certainly nowadays especially within like the more you know liberal and like woke right you know, right right it's we're all living in trailers on reservations and we're you know dirt poor mm-hmm. and. You know, we're all drunks and we're never going to get off the res and it's it's us awful. And I mean, my dad's got a master's degree and yeah. he's, yeah. you know, they live in a nice house in Tulsa. And we live in a, you know, a nice house up in the you know, DFW area. Like, that's just not the reality. And mm-hmm. it's not even the reality for for most in Oklahoma. I mean, it's, you know, obviously there's poor everywhere. And I think that, you know, being forced to live in one place had some effect, but certainly within my family, it was, they just became farmers because that's what they were doing back in Georgia. And Mm -hmm. so they become farmers here and just lived their lives and, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. but um, the six killer family is absolutely huge because the first six killer, who's just the six killer, uh, had something like nine sons. Wow. And they all had a bunch of sons. So like I go up to the nation and I run, I will run into another six killer and it could take eight generations to find our common ancestor. It just, that's mm-hmm. how it happens. <laughs> so, Wow. That, that is really cool. Um, is there anything you wish people would stop doing in relation to Indigenous folks, Native Americans, or specifically the Cherokee? I think something that I've, certainly being in college, has brought up and it's it's one of those annoyances is i get the oh well you get free college Mm. um and then there's a lesser like i didn't even realize this was a stereotype until i started like interacting with other native americans okay um is that like we don't pay taxes (laughs) okay and i didn't realize that like people thought that (laughs) because i'm just like we pay a lot of taxes i don't know what you're saying um but certainly i don't get free college um when my dad was going to school at OSU, uh, they offered to pay for his tutoring, and that was as much as the nation would help him out I see. with school. Um, my uh, stepbrother didn't get anything mm-hmm. from the nation when he was going to school. Um, my little brother probably won't get anything. Yeah. So it's there's this idea that, like, oh, because th- there's almost this idea that, oh, well, you get free college because that's reparations. And I'm like, I mean, I don't think reparations should happen period because i 
I'm like, the current government didn't do it. Now, with the government, I mean, the current government's done some. <laughs> mm, yeah, to, to a lot of different people, you for know, sure. To a lot of different people. But yes. um, I think, and I think most Cherokees certainly would agree that kind of we just want to live our lives and be successful mm-hmm. and be allowed to flourish. And yes, that was the past, but that's not how it is now. And we just mm-hmm. want to, you know, let us rebuild from that. And, and look how amazing we are despite all that, but that's not everything about us. Um, and, and we certainly don't get free college, whether from the yeah. government or the nation. Um, yeah. Would you say that your nation's belief that maybe the, the past is in the past is something that's completely different than other nations or <laughs> <laughs> is it the same? Or? I definitely think that's part of the tension we have with okay. some of the other tribes. Um, and I think that's kind of, uh, you know, I, I mentioned before, Oklahoma is very Republican. Mm. And um, that extends to the, <laughs> the tribes as well. And I think they're kind of part of that mentality of, yes, bad things happen. It's in the past. We're moving on. Whereas a lot of the tribes in the plains who, frankly, have had it worse, mm. um, you know, part of the removal was that we got removed and then we were left alone for a very long time until the land runs in in the late 1880s. And whereas the Plains Indians, I mean, they were more systematically wiped out than we were. I see. Um, they have a lot more anger, and I think they have a lot more justified anger towards the government okay. than we do. And that means that we're able to say it's in the past, whereas I think a lot of the Plains tribes or just all of all of the... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm kind of gesturing to yeah, yes, this part yes. of the United States. Um, yes. They, I think they were hurt a lot more. They're still dealing with a lot of trauma. still dealing with it. Um, And I think of, like, the First Nations in Canada, and it's still happening, you know. Mm. Like, it's still awful up there. And it's just, like, that's just... Yeah, you think of Canada a lot of the times. I think people think of Canada as being this best place. And... um, As a Native person, I do not. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. For certain people, I will say for certain people, especially in the LGBTQ plus community, it's a really good place. Mm -hmm. Um, But not, not, I suppose, if you're indigenous. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, part of it is just our, our history is so different in relation to the U.S. government. And it's, it's farther back too. you know, there's people still alive who remember the residential schools. Whereas for for us, we we didn't we don't have that experience. So, mm. and I think there's a lot of assumptions that we're just this monolithic one indigenous native group. identity group, mm-hmm. and we're not. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're very very different. And even within Oklahoma, there's there's certainly, you know, oh well, of course. They're chalked off. Of course they said that. You know, like it's, mm, there's okay. there's still some kind of, you know, especially for us, because we were all fighting back east and then we're shoved into this really small piece of land. Mm, yeah. I mean, my last name comes from a battle that happened against Muskogee Creeks. So wow. it's, it, and obviously we don't hold any bad feelings, but there is kind of, they're a different tribe than us. Okay. And, and they're different, you know. Yeah. Is that something you feel like and your family feels pretty strongly about like do you are you always sure to make that distinction that we so to speak we are Cherokee we are not this other tribe I don't 
I don't think it's so much of a we're not them. It's more of and and I've said this a few times. It's like yes, I say I'm Native American, and that's that's the identity. But if we really want to get into, I'm, I'm Cherokee. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think most most people would agree that it's yes, we're Native American. If you want to group us all together, but we're also our individual tribes that yeah. have their own histories and our own language and our own leaders and our own, you know, and a lot of times religion, even though, uh, by and large, most Cherokee are Baptist. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love, I, with assimilation, that makes sense. I worked, um, one of my jobs, I'm not going to say which one, uh, not a, not one here in, in Stephenville. Um, I, I had a boss who we were talking about Christmas plans mm. and I was like, oh yeah, I've got this church service with my family and then I have this church service later. And, um, he just looks at me and he goes, church. And I was like, yeah, like we live in Texas, bro. Like what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Christmas. And he was like, I thought your family would do rain dances or something. And oh, I, dear. I was just like, that that's extremely offensive. <laughs> wow. I was so shocked. I was like. Uh, no, my Cherokee family's Baptist, so. <laughs> like, wow. No. Um, yeah, so never never assume anything. And even if you do assume, definitely take a correction. <laughs> I'm telling the listeners right now, but with, with so many things we've learned about, that is definitely one that is always, always there. And I think even we as, as Natives have assumptions about other Natives. Like I talked about, like we definitely have a, those are the other tribes kind mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. and you know i think humans in general are prone to assuming things yes yes that's true and i feel like there's definitely an aspect of humans we can we can see in these episodes that i've already put out but also just in this people like to be outside people like to group majorities together or even minorities together and then there are those like us and them tendencies that we all have, I think. For sure. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, I want to get into this a little bit. And can you describe because you've used uh, a few different terms. And I, I asked this to our previous guest for part one. But what would you say the difference is between using Native American versus Indigenous? And what do you think people should be using if they're not Native American or Indigenous? I think always kind of, you know, with me, it's, it's you know, there's this double-edged sword here. Um, I say my last name and automatically I'm no longer white, no matter mm-hmm. what my you know, the, the the reality is <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm no longer white in people's eyes. Um, and so that means that I don't get to ever avoid being Native American. Right. And it leads to, you know, people, you know, say my last name. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm six killer. And then they're like, oh, that's an interesting. You know, a lot of times adults, what they'll say, because I, I work with um, high school and middle schoolers. Right. They will say anything, but adults will say, oh, that's a really interesting last name. And I'm like, yeah, I'm Native American. And so that leads me to be able to say to that person, here's what I prefer to be called. Okay, okay. Um, with other Natives, it just, it, I tend to err on the side of caution and always use Indigenous until they use another term. Because okay. Because I know that currently Indigenous is 
the most accepted, especially amongst those who are very active in um, seeking social justice for Native Americans. Okay. Yeah, I know that, that makes sense for that sure. They really prefer the term indigenous. I've just always used Native American growing up. I mean, we even used Indian a lot of the time. Okay. In okay. my household. So, but I know, uh, you know, where I went to high school, we had a large, like, actually Indian community. All right. Um, and they're the ones who tend to take offense at us being called Indian. And so, out of respect for everyone, I either use Native American or Indigenous. But okay. it's really up to the individual person what they what they prefer and what they think. All right. So, so maybe uh, at least... F- until you know for sure what that person uses, you use indigenous. Yeah. And I think, you know, to, to anyone listening, if you're meeting someone who's Native American, ask them their tribe. Okay. And All that right. will, you know, because if someone said, oh, you know, I say I'm Native American, I'm like, oh, what tribe? And that gives me the opportunity to say, I'm Cherokee. And I'm I'm from this specific group. I'm not just part of this monolithic minority that exists. Um so if you if you meet someone, ask them their tribe and and refer to them by that tribe because I think okay. that which shows you care a lot more because yeah, you know, obviously you're yeah. you're paying attention to details, but it um you're you're no longer lumped into this huge like almost cloud of <laughs> yeah <laughs> of unseen individuals exactly sure okay I want to get into this as well we talked a little bit about it last time again but could you explain to you what the idea of blood quantum is and what your thoughts on the idea of blood quantum. So as a Cherokee, I'm very against blood quantum. Okay. Um, fairly positive, could get fact check on this, but it's in our constitution that we don't hold to blood quantum. Um, so if you're Cherokee, you're Cherokee. It does mm-hmm. not matter if it's one millionth of a drop of blood or if you're Full blood, which there are a few that still mm-hmm. are alive. They're very, very old. Um, <laughs> there aren't many full bloods still, but and there is you do still run into sometimes that oh well I'm full blooded, or they'll be described as full blooded, but for the most part we all are mixed, and so mm-hmm. we all deal with whatever that means, and right. um, it it it's it's blood quantum was all I know. Some tribes, it was kind of a way for the government to track, you know, yeah. how much yeah, they are. And and for us, it's we're like, no, you're you're part of us. You're part of us. Mm-hmm. Does not matter how much that that is. And so, is that something that still people are having to prove to the, to the nation, the Cherokee Nation? So we don't prove it by blood or anything. So how you become a citizen of the nation? Mm-hmm. Like if you think that your if your family's always said, oh, we have Cherokee. Um, find someone who's good at genealogy, or if you're good at genealogy, do it yourself. Um, you can track your family history, and then you find a couple of those last names, and you will go look at the Dawes rolls, which uh, um, yes. were the census rolls for us. And if you're if you can prove that you have family on the Dawes rolls, you're a citizen. Okay, um, and that's that's as simple as that. And so there's no blood or anything it's just here's my family tree here's this person that's on the doll's roll and there's an application process but you know that's that's basically it okay interesting interesting <laughs> and and when i was reading 
this is something to bring up for sure. Listeners who probably don't even know where Blood Quantum began, but I will include a link just like I did last time into a very informative uh, article newsletter um, that Blood Quantum actually started in the slave trade and, of course, by white people. (laughs) Um, Just to say, okay, this person is this much this, so they are... Native American. I might and so they are sold as Native mm-hmm. American. I might get some flack for this. Um, but since you bring up the slave trade, mm-hmm. uh, Cherokees own slaves. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. They owned or own? <laughs> they, they owned. Okay. Um, and a lot of Cherokees, and, and actually the Civil War split the nation, and it I still see. kind of splits the nation. The, no one would admit that. Um and, and being in my family, we had some, most of my Cherokee family fought for the Union. Ironically, a lot of them also owned slaves. Um, <laughs> but it was a, with the Civil War in particular, it was, we're going to promise you the better, who's going to promise you the better deal if they win? I'm going to go fight for the one who offered me a better deal. Mm-hmm. Most of my family thought the Union was offering them a better deal. Okay. So they went with that. But for sure, Cherokees, I mean, they assimilated hardcore mm-hmm. <laughs> into into white culture yeah. and and that was you know whether it was marrying into to white families um whether it was sending their kids to white schools whether it was dressing more european whether it was owning slaves and having plantations like everyone else in georgia was doing if you're successful at that mm-hmm. point um and it's a, a couple of years ago it was a huge point of contention among Cherokees, because as it goes with slave owners, mm-hmm. you know that the owner and the enslaved probably share some blood. Yes, um, yes. for sure. Yeah. You know? And so there's still family, family kind of lineage there. Well, there's the Cherokee freedmen and there's they, they want they were fighting for citizenship. And a lot of Cherokees are like, you're not Cherokee. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we definitely are. But because the nature of it is that. To accept the the freedmen, who are even freedmen now, but th- that's kind of what they're referred to as. Mm-hmm. You have to admit that your family was involved in rape and in enslaving people, and so mm-hmm. it's a super sensitive topic. So I might get other Cherokees might not appreciate me talking about that because it's definitely not talked about. Um, right. I mean, I but can't say that it's not <laughs> hidden from a lot of different families. But that is interesting. I, I hadn't even thought about that. Is that in assimilating and being well, honestly being trying to protect yourselves and and trying to um, live as long and as prosperous as you can you may end up having that I mean there was a huge if you if you listen to kind of stuff that they were saying at the time of the removal there was this huge fight for we need to preserve our culture but we also need to be respected by these white people mm. who are who now are in our land and um, right for a very long time, they thought that's through assimilation and then the removal happened and they kind of pushed back against that a little bit. Well, clearly assimilation didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, but they still had picked up all these bad habits, as, as, as awful as it is to refer to slavery like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, do you still see I mean, of course, there's obviously racism in the United States and and I got to tell people it's still there. Um, mm-hmm. but do you feel like there's a lot of racism also in the nation? 
It's Oklahoma. <laughs> um, my mom describes Oklahoma as Texas 30 years ago. Mm, oh, I can't say I've ever been to Oklahoma. So, I mean, it's, uh, it's if you like nature, <laughs> that sounds terrible. okay. It's some okay. beautiful nature. Um, yeah. And I think if you're interested in Native Americans and you live in Texas, it's a great place to go to learn about history. Um, is you know, that, every tribe pretty much has a university that they're closely affiliated with. For us, we have um, Northeastern State, which is in Tahlequah. And you can go and learn so much. We have our Heritage Center, which includes um, uh, Diligua, which is a village that's set up to look like 1740s, a Cherokee village in 1740. Mm-hmm. And then they also have a village that would have been right after the removal. Um, so you can learn so much. But... Uh, yeah, I would yeah. say there's, I think, just because you're in a minority doesn't mean that you can't be racist. Yeah, I, <laughs> and Yeah, that is definitely understandable. And yeah, I would say it's, you know, a lot of people kind of assume that there's this empathy there. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so getting into listeners and maybe their ideas, they, they want to learn more. Is that okay to go up so how do you how do they approach going somewhere to learn about the Cherokee Nation or is it just specifically the Cherokee Nation that's okay with this or I mean of course you can't speak to other nations but yeah I mean obviously come to the casino spend your money uh, <laughs> support you know? support that's what funds our hospitals um in, in for Cherokees we put a lot of our casino money towards housing and on hospitals um but I think, you know, our national holiday is open to everyone. So okay. if it's Labor Day weekend and you feel like driving up to Tahlequah, Oklahoma, feel free. I recommend you stay at a hotel in Tulsa and just make the, like, 35 to 45-minute drive to Tahlequah. <laughs> um, it's it's smaller than Stephenville to okay. give you kind of perspective all on how right. small it is. That's um, small for all the listeners who aren't in Stephenville, for sure. <laughs> um, and... It's, you know, it's open to everyone, and that's a great way to learn because, one, you have all of these Cherokees who are around and who are very active in the culture. You'll be able to hear—I mean, the state of the nation is kind of boring because he talks a lot about—I <laughs> mean, it's the state of the nation, you right, know. Right, right. Um, but it's—that that's a great way. Um, our Heritage Center is always open, and that is a place where— you know, like I said, that we have the Diligua, so you can go around and there's a tour guide who will explain a lot of Cherokee culture to you there. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can, you know, that way, um, Cherokee Nation website is absolutely fantastic for cultural resources, um, as well as there's a whole um, uh, word list. Sorry, I didn't You're okay. translate in my, in my head. Yeah, 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 that's fine. Um say the word list that's up there that you can type in an English word and they'll give you the Cherokee word for it. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're wanting to, you know, maybe learn. Um, There's a TV show called OCO, which is how we say hello. Um, And it's Voices of the Cherokee People. And it's, you can find it on YouTube and they have multiple seasons. Um, They've won a few awards and it's, it's entirely talking about what's happening in the nation and it talks about Cherokee culture and, um, that's really cool. So there's, there's tons of resources if you're wanting to learn. I know about Cherokee. I don't know so much about the other tribes, Mm -hmm. but, um, being one of the bigger, more well-known tribes kind of puts this, I hate to use burden of responsibility, but there's a, Mm -hmm. a feel within the nation of 
people know that we exist and they know that we're here. Let's educate them about us. Right. Uh, We wish it weren't true that certain people have to be the ones to educate others, especially when it's a lot of other people asking these questions. But it's it's nice that they're able to do that. For sure. I have like two more questions and then we can uh, (laughs) wrap up. But first, I want to ask what you think the biggest issues are between whether that be between society and indigenous folks or maybe just in the Cherokee Nation. What do you think the biggest issue is um, today in modern times? I think Cherokees themselves would say that fighting for our culture and our language is the biggest issue Mm. and just, you know, teaching younger Cherokees because as well and good, you know, we have the Sequoia schools, which are Cherokee immersion schools in Tahlequah. Mm. So from K through 12, you can go and just go to school in Cherokee. You know, that's the language that you're using. Wow. Um, And that's, that's great and fantastic for those who live in the nation, but there's Mm -hmm. so many Cherokee who don't live in the nation. And there is this, you know, we need to to bring them in and make sure that everyone's learning the culture and the history. Interacting with other people, I think just the assumptions made about us um, okay. is, is can be frustrating. Um, I tend to get more frustrated when people just assume that we're all one group. Mm, okay. Because, you know, I, I know you have a question about cultural appropriation on here. And uh, yes, yes. Um, you know, a lot of the time it's not my culture that's getting appropriated. Mm. It's it's the plains, it's it's another tribe. Um it's you know, people don't know enough to appropriate Cherokee culture as awful as that is. <laughs> um yeah. but I think if if you're in the nation, you're not really appropriating your learning and you're appreciating. Right, right. Um one of the interesting things I, I see sometimes is like so fry bread is really popular. Mm-hmm. I've definitely um, heard of it. I've I've heard of it. Yes. Yeah. It's technically Navajo. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. But um there's a restaurant, amazing restaurant in Tahlequah. If you do decide to go <laughs> go visit Tahlequah, mm-hmm. um, called Del Rancho. And you would think it's a Mexican restaurant. It's not. Uh it's American. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does sound Mexican. Um no, but it's oh, an American geez. restaurant. Uh but they serve amazing Indian tacos. Okay. And it's a piece of fry bread with taco fixings on top. Mm-hmm. And it's fantastic. And and that's kind of a, a weird situation where there's this cultural exchange amongst Native Americans. Right. And no one really bats an eye at that. But I think maybe I, I've seen some people say, like, well, if you're not Native, you can't eat fry bread. And I'm like, if you can make good fry bread, please tell me how, because I can never successfully get it fluffy <laughs> enough. Um, All right. <laughs> But, um, you know, it's, it's, and when you think about like legends like Wendigo or, mm-hmm. or Skinwalkers, um, there's definitely, you know, thoughts. And then, you know, we, we have our own, we get very superstitious here. We have our own stories of fairy-like things. Right. Um, we don't talk about them so they don't bother us but of course <laughs> um but you know and like that's a story that hasn't really expanded outside of the Cherokee nation but I know every Cherokee who I mentioned we have these fairy like little creatures 
Um, about to say their name. Uh, and they'd be like, oh, yeah, no, don't talk about them. Don't talk about them. Um, but then you you think Wendigo and, mm-hmm. and Skinwalkers, everyone knows about those. And right. as a Native American, I grew up with, yeah, they're 100% real. Don't bother them. <laughs> yeah. So I think it just, it's, it, the cultural sharing is interesting for sure. To have happen. Yeah. Okay. So, um, what can listeners do to advocate for Native American people and indigenous folks um, that if they're trying to help understand and also trying to help support you guys? I think educating yourself is number one. You know, whether that's listening to this, whether that's going to the different nations' websites and reading up on the culture, whether that's maybe not watching documentaries because sometimes they're not yeah. entirely yeah, accurate. I, the documentaries, you got, got to also think about who is doing the documentary for sure and what's funded and, and everything. Yeah, I think if you're, if it's coming from a native voice, you're doing okay. Okay. And just listen to it. Listen to them. And and just just educate yourself. And if you're in a situation where you know some information, just say say the information you know. Um I don't I don't think there's any issue with that, but and I and I don't think there's really I know sometimes there's a huge issue with speaking over the minority voice that's trying yes. to speak. Yes. I haven't seen that much with Native Americans. It could just be that no one's really talking about us. Yeah, I definitely think as of, uh, as, for sure, as of last year, the social movements have, I don't, don't want to say they've started because they definitely started a lot earlier than this. But with TikTok and all oh, the online, um, <laughs> yeah, with all the online popularity of like entertainment and educational entertainment that is spurred from the 2020 uh, COVID-19 quarantine, I think we're, society is trying to figure out what's going on with all the minorities. Mm-hmm. Um, like, of course, during 2020, we had George Floyd. And a lot of Black Lives Matter movements. And of course, if you if you haven't listened to those episodes, um, they're a little ways back in the podcast, but definitely check those out. And then recently, um, since the time of this recording, we've had uh, the Asian Lives Matter stuff start to happen. Um, that yeah. definitely needs to be talked about. And I think hopefully indigenous folks are getting a little better. I know definitely Columbus Day was talked a lot about. Um I'm really proud. Snapchat, Snapchat has Indigenous People Day. They don't have Columbus Day anymore on their like, I am so glad so. about that. I for for listeners who don't know, um, Columbus Day is just not not a not yeah, a good thing to celebrate. Don't don't celebrate that. If you want to celebrate something on that day, Indigenous Peoples Day, and do some research, listen to this podcast. Um, and go maybe check out the nation if the Cherokee Nation, if you're able to. Yeah, if you're able to drive up to tell, I mean, it's it's a. I think from here it's probably about six hours, but. Mm-hmm. I mean that that's a regular drive for a Texan. I know it's like that's not really that far. Um, it's. You know, there is a lot of talk. I think Columbus Day is probably the only issue that I know of that outside of actual Native Americans, other people are talking about it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, during the Civil Rights Movement, um, you have AIM, which is the American Indian Movement. Mm-hmm. And they were 
relatively big. I mean, they occupied Alcatraz Island. I think they they did some things. Yes. Um, but then the sixties died down, and the sixties was a time for movements, and then nothing happened for the next yes, you know, forty some odd years, and so we're just starting to see. I think a new generation of Native Americans kind of speaking out about like, hey, we're here. We're still mm-hmm. here. I think there's this. I know there's some people who, oh my gosh, I didn't even know Native Americans were still alive. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've had that said to me. And well, uh, listeners, please don't be that person. <laughs> it's it's always kind of funny to me because I'm like, we're not just all in a genealogy movie, you know? Yeah. It's it's we do exist, and um, you need to be heard. We need to be heard, and it's. And we're willing to talk. I mean, you go on Facebook, you go on um, TikTok. I know off the top of my head, Notorious Cree is an actual, like, amazing TikToker. Um, he's from up in Canada. And he does so much amazing stuff with sharing that part of, you know, his culture. Obviously, he's a different tribe. But um, I, I've seen a lot of, there's been good work done with social media. Mm-hmm. So many more people have a voice. Yes, for sure. And, um, I mean, right now, I, I gave up uh, TikTok for Lent, so I haven't been on TikTok <gasps> oh, no. for, like, gosh, we're almost, I'm almost done. Almost done. Yeah, almost you're done. almost I made done. it. Um, uh, what, like a, a week? I have, like, a week left, yeah. A week left. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> and, and for folks who don't know what that is, Lent is, um, is just a time when uh, you would give up something. Yeah, so it's the 40... Days plus Sundays um, right, leading up to Easter. Ash Wednesday. It starts on Ash Wednesday, yeah. Right, right. starts on Ash Wednesday. You give up something um, to kind of feel how uh, Christ would feel. Mm-hmm. Mm. Until, of course, they're reborn. <laughs> yeah. And that's, again, that's always, a, it's a funny, it's always funny to me because people, I I think some people assume that when you're in a minority, that's all that you are. Mm-hmm. And it's mm-hmm. like, no, I'm, I mean, like I... Yeah, my mom's from a very, very southern family. I mean, right. like, obviously, we've been in this country a very long time on my mom's side. Um, but they pretty much got off the boat in Virginia, and then they stayed in the south. <laughs> and so yeah. that's a huge part of my identity. And, um, you know, being Cherokee is part of my identity, but also being Christian and being, you know, I, I being a historian, I have so many different aspects. And yeah. You're an individual. You know, we're, yes. we're individuals. Yes. And I think... Yes especially in the world of activists, that's all you can be is an activist for this one thing. Mm. And I certainly wouldn't describe myself as an activist. I just exist. And I like talking about being Cherokee to people. <laughs> yeah, so. no, no, that's yeah. good. Good. I I really enjoyed you being on this podcast. And I think the yeah. listeners will enjoy the conversation as well. Uh, I think I'm going to, I'm going to end it there. Um, but we went over, of course, a lot of information. There's plenty still out there. Um, hopefully I can get uh, Kaylee to send me a link uh, to that website and I'll, I'll put it in the description below for you guys so you can check it out and uh, do some research and uh, try to get some more questions answered. And if you don't find an answer to a question that you had in this or in the resources I give, don't hesitate to uh, shoot us a message on our social media at the planet 100.7 on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, yeah. And, and just, that's where you get updates from the show and be sure to stay tuned for the next episode and, uh, every other week. And, uh, until next time, folks, be safe out there and, uh, take care.
This has been a Tarleton Radio Network podcast with production from me, Taylor Welch, and me, Carissa Cole. Find more great shows by searching Tarleton Radio Network wherever you get your podcasts.